Well, Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters. Glad to see you back for another edition of God Honest Truth live stream. We are God Honest Truth, and we are a Messianic ministry based out of Western North Carolina. If you'd like to find out more about us, please go to GodHonestTruth.com. There you can find all types of resources and information for your walk in the faith and your education. Hebrew resources, audio Bibles, articles, teachings, etc., etc. Just go check it out at GodHonestTruth.com. And as always, if you need to contact us with any questions, comments, or concerns, then you can hit us up on any of our many multi, I'm sorry, social media profiles, or the best way to do it is through our email at team at GodHonestTruth.com. Now tonight's drosh is going to be all about Yom Teruah, what it is, what scripture says about it, how to celebrate it, some history, all of that good stuff. It's going to be in a short format, so we'll keep it consolidated and boiled down for you. It's not going to take all night. But before we get to that, of course, we're going to be doing our tour portion, our Hawk tour portion, our Brit Hadashah portion, and of course, our liturgy. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive right into our liturgy. Blessed be his name, whose glorious kingdom is for eternity. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And have these words which I command you this day be upon your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children, and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and let them be frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and upon your gates. So in the way of announcements this week, we do have one ministry update as far as that kind of announcement goes. We have decided to discontinue the Facebook live stream when we do the multiple streams on Friday nights. The reason was is that every live stream that we put out, we're doing simultaneously. 
and that eats up a lot of our bandwidth here. So we decided to cut out one of the four live streams we were doing. And then the one that happened to be the lowest performing as far as live viewership goes was Facebook Live. We cut out Facebook Live, but don't worry, we still stream to YouTube, to Twitch, and to Odyssey. So if you like one and don't like the others, then you can always do it that way. But as always, the best way to watch live is just to go to our website, GodHonestTruth.com, and click on the live stream at the top, and that way you don't have to do any searching, no scrolling through pages, nothing like that. Go to GodHonestTruth.com and click on live stream, and that'll take you directly to the live stream every time that we do go live. Here is your list of episodes for about the next upcoming two months. Like I said, tonight is going to be all about Yom Teruah. Make sure to stay tuned for that. Next week, we're going to be doing a drosh on Yom Kippur, or as some call it, Yom Kippurim. So if you want to learn all about the Day of Atonement or Day of Atonements, then make sure to tune in next week. And then we have Sukkot after that. And then what, we're, what I'm personally really excited about is our drosh on heresy and orthodoxy. Make sure to stay tuned for that, as well as all of our live episodes that we do every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And like always, here is your list of upcoming feast days or Moedim for the next upcoming year, all the way up through Shavuot of next year. And just like tonight's Drosh insinuates, our next upcoming feast day is going to be Yom Teruah, or as some call it, Rosh Hashanah. So tonight you'll learn all about that and be well prepared for the upcoming feast day or Moed in about two weeks or so. When you're doing your prayers and making your prayer list, please keep these people in your list of prayers, especially pray for the peace of Jerusalem like scripture tells us to, but also for the entire nation of Israel and also whatever nation you live in, keep your nation in your prayers as well. Now, like always, if you have any prayer requests or announcements that you would like to have announced live on air, be sure to have those into us by Friday evening at the latest, as we do go live on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll need time to get that incorporated. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into our liturgy again. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, who has given us the way of salvation in Messiah Yeshua. He walked among us, filled with your Spirit. The only one who ever perfectly fulfilled your Torah. He healed the sick and raised the dead. The multitudes of our people sought his touch. He taught as no man taught. With authority he brought forth the treasures of the Torah. How the children sought him, the lepers he touched and made clean. How the despised and outcasts found love and release from their sin. How the hypocrites feared him, whose words uncovered their sin. Despised and rejected, acquainted with grief, he bore the sins of Israel. All we, like sheep, have gone astray, turned every one to his own way. Our iniquities were laid upon the king, the sins of the world, his burden to bear. He rose from the dead and opened the way to life everlasting. Praise his name. We are in him. His spirit empowers. New life is ours with joy and peace. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, who has given us Messiah our King. For the sake of our Master Yeshua, and his merit and virtues, may the sayings of my mouth and the meditation of my heart 
Be favorable before you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Avinu Shabashamayim Yikadesh Shimcha Tavo Mahutecha Yasa Retzoneha Baaret Kaasher Naasa Bashamayim. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done, as on earth, so as in heaven. Ten lanu hayom, achem hukenu, usalach lanu, erashmatenu ka asher, tulachim anachnu, da asher ashmulanu. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Be'al tevienu lide masa. Im Hatsilenu Min Hara Kilaha Amamlaha Bahagavura Bahatifared the Olame Olamin And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. None can compare to you, O Lord, and nothing compares to your creation. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your mercy endures throughout all generations. The Lord is king. The Lord was king. The Lord shall be king throughout all time. May the Lord grant his people mercy. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt him together. And it came to pass, whenever the ark went forth, Moses would say, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. May those who hate you flee from before you. For from Zion shall go forth the Torah, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Blessed be he who in holiness gave the Torah to his people Israel. Alright, and tonight's Torah portion is going to be Exodus chapter 6, verse 2 through chapter 7, verse 18. And like always, we'll give you just a moment to find that in your preferred translation at home. Exodus chapter 6, verse 2. And Elohim spoke to Moshe and said to him, I am Yahweh, and I appear to Abraham, to Yitshak, and to Jacob as El Shaddai. And by my name, Yahweh, was I not known to them? And I also established my covenant with them, to give them the land of Canaan, and the land of their sojournings, in which they have sojourned. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Mitzrites are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the children of Israel, I am Yahweh, and I shall bring you out from under the burdens of the Mitzrites, and shall deliver you from their enslaving, and shall redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgment, and shall take you as my people, and I shall be your Elohim. And you shall know that I am Yahweh your Elohim, who is bringing you out from under the burdens of the Mitzrites. And I shall bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, to Yitshak, and to Jacob, and to give it to you as an inheritance, I am Yahweh. 
And Moshe spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not listen to Moshe because of shortness of spirit and from hard slavery. And Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Go in, speak to Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim, and let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moshe spoke before Yahweh, saying, The children of Israel have not listened to me, and why would Pharaoh listen to me, for I am of uncircumcised lips? And Yahweh spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, and gave them a, a command for the children of Israel and for Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Mitzrayim. These are the heads of the, their fathers' houses, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanok and Palu, Hetzron and Carmi. These are the clans of Reuben. And the sons of Shimon, Yemuel and Yamin, and Ohad and Yakin, and Zohar and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. These are the clans of Shimon. These are the names of the sons of Levi according to their generations, Gershon and Kehath and Merari, and the years of the life of Levi were 137. The sons of Gershon, Libni and Shimi, according to their clans, and the sons of Kehath, Amran and Yitshar, and Hebron and Uziel, and the years of the life of Kehath were 133. And the sons of Merari, Mali and Mushi, these are the clans of Levi according to their generations. And Amram took for him, took for himself Yochebed, his father's sister, as wife. And she bore him Aaron and Moshe. And the years of the life of Amram were 137. And the sons of Yitshar, Korah, and Nepheg, and Zikri, and the sons of Uziel, Mishael, and Eltsaphan, and Sithri. Aaron took to himself Elisheba, daughter of Aminadab, sister of Nashon, as wife, and she bore him Nadab, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, and the sons of Korah, Asir, Elkanah, and Abiyasaph. These are the clans of the Korites. And Eleazar, Aaron's son, took for himself one of the daughters of Putiel as wife, and she bore him Pinehas. These are the heads of the fathers of the Levites according to their clans. This is Aaron and Moshe, to whom Yahweh said, Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Mitzrayim according to their divisions. They were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim, Bring out the children of Israel from Mitzrayim. This is Moshe and Aaron. And it came to be on the day when Yahweh spoke to Moshe in the land of Mitzrayim, that Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, I am Yahweh. Speak to Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim, all that I say to you. And Moshe said before Yahweh, See, I am of uncircumcised lips, and why would Pharaoh listen to me? So Yahweh said to Moshe, See, I have made you an Elohim to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother is your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and Aaron your brother shall speak to Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go out of his land. But I am going to harden the heart of Pharaoh, and shall increase my signs and my wonders in the land of Mitzrayim. And Pharaoh is not going to listen to you, and I shall lay my hand on Mitzrayim, and bring my divisions and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Mitzrayim by great judgment. And the Mitzrites shall know that I am Yahweh, when I stretch out my hand on Mitzrayim, and I shall bring the children of Israel out from among them. And Moshe and Aaron did as Yahweh commanded them, so they did. 
Now Moshe was 80 years old and Aaron 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. And Yahweh spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and throw it before Pharaoh, and let it become a serpent. So Moshe and Aaron went unto Pharaoh, and they did so as Yahweh commanded. And Aaron threw his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the practisers of witchcraft. And they, the magicians of Mitzrayim, also did with their magic. And they, each one, threw down his rod, and they became serpents. But the rod of Aaron swallowed up their rods, and Pharaoh's heart was strengthened, and he did not listen to them as Yahweh had said. And Yahweh said to Moshe, The heart of Pharaoh is hard. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes out to the water, and you shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. And take in your rod, in your hand the rod which was turned into a serpent, and you shall say to him, Yahweh the Elohim of the Hebrews has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go so that they serve me in the wilderness. But see, until now you have not listened. Thus said Yahweh, By this you know that I am Yahweh. See, I am striking the waters which are in the river with the rod that is in my hand, and they shall be turned to blood, and the fish in the river shall die. And the river shall stink, and the Mitzrites shall find it impossible to drink the water of the river. Barukata Yahweh, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Natan Lanu Torah Temet, Bechaye Olam Betukenu, Barukata Yahweh, Notain HaTorah. Amen. This is the Torah which Moses placed before the children of Israel. It is in accord with the Lord's command by the hand of Moses. It is a tree of life to those who take hold of it, and those who support it are praiseworthy. Its ways are ways of pleasantness, and all its paths are peace. Bring us back, Lord, to you, and we shall come. Renew our days as of old. Amahazin kimba betomeha meushar Deraheha nahe noam Beholnativoteha shalom Ashivenu adonai Elehave nashuva Adesh, Adesh Amenu, Adesh Amenu, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has chosen faithful prophets to speak words of truth. Amen. And tonight's Haftorah portion is going to be Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 25, through chapter 29, verse 21. And like always, we'll give you just a moment to find that in your preferred translation at home.
Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 25. Thus said the master Yahweh, When I have gathered the house of Israel from the peoples among whom they are scattered, I shall be set apart in them before the eyes of the nations. And they shall dwell in their own land, which I gave to my servant Jacob. And they shall dwell safely, and build houses, and plant vineyards, and dwell safely, when I execute judgments on all those around them who despise them. And they shall know that I am Yahweh their Elohim. In the tenth year, in the tenth month, on the twelfth of the new moon, the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, the sovereign of Mitzrayim, and prophesy against him, and against Mitzrayim, all of it. Speak, and you shall say, Thus said the master Yahweh, See, I am against you, O Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim, O great monster who lies in the midst of his rivers, who has said, My river is my own, and I, I have made it for myself. And I shall put hooks in your jaws, and I shall make the fish of your rivers cling to your scales. And I shall bring you up out of the midst of your rivers, and all the fish in your rivers cling to your scales. And I shall leave you in the wilderness, you and all the fish of your rivers, on the face of the field you shall fall, and you shall not be picked up or gathered. I shall give you as food to the beasts of the field and to the birds of the heavens. And all the inhabitants of Mitzrayim shall know that I am Yahweh, because they have been a staff of reed to the house of Israel. When they grasped you with the hand, you broke and tore all their shoulders. When they leaned on you, you broke and made all their loins shake. Therefore, thus said the master Yahweh, See, I am bringing a sword upon you, and shall cut off from you man and beast. And the land of Mitzrayim shall become a desert and a waste. And they shall know that I am Yahweh, because he said, The river is mine, and I have made it. Therefore see, I am against you, and against your rivers, and shall make the land of Mitzrayim an utter waste and a desert, from Migdol to Sawini, as far as the border of Cush. No foot of man shall pass through it, nor foot of beast pass through it, neither shall it be inhabited for forty years. Now shall make the land of Mitzrayim a desert in the midst of the lands that are waste, and among the cities that are ruined. Her cities shall be a waste forty years, and I shall scatter the Mitzrites among the nations, and I shall disperse them throughout their lands. For thus said the master Yahweh, At the end of forty years I shall gather the Mitzrites from the peoples among whom they are scattered. And I shall turn back the captivity of Mitzrayim, and I shall bring them back to the land of Pathros, to the land of their birth, and there they shall be a lowly reign, being the lowliest of reigns, and never again exalt itself above the nations. And I shall make them few, so as not to rule over the nations, and no longer is it to be the refuge of the house of Israel, bringing to remembrance their crookedness when they turn to follow them. And they shall know that I am the master Yahweh. And it came to be in the twenty-seventh year, in the first month, on the first of the new moon, that the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, Nebuchadnezzar, sovereign of Babel, made his army to serve a great service against Sor. Every head was made bald, and every shoulder worn bare. But he and his army received no reward from Sor for, his, for the service he served against it. Therefore thus said the master Yahweh, See, I am giving the land of Mitzrayim to Nebuchadnezzar, sovereign of Babel, and he shall take away her wealth, take her spoil, and remove her pillage, and it shall be a reward for his army. 
I have given him the land of Mitzrayim as a reward for his labor, because they worked for me, declares the master Yahweh. In that day I shall make the horn of the house of Israel to spring forth, while I open your mouth to speak in their midst, and they shall know that I am Yahweh. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the living word in Messiah Yeshua. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the renewed covenant. Amen. And tonight's Brit Hadashah portion is going to be Acts chapter 7, verses 17 through 22. And once again, we'll give you just a moment to find that in your preferred translation at home. Acts chapter 7, verse 17. But as the time of the promise drew near, which Elohim had sworn to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Mitzrayim, until another sovereign arose who did not know Yosef. Having dealt treacherously with our race, this one mistreated our fathers, making them expose their babies, so that they should not live. At that time Moshe was born, and he was well-pleasing to Elohim, and he was reared three months in the house of his father. But when he was exposed, the daughter of Pharaoh took him up and reared him as her own son. And Moshe was instructed in all the wisdom of the Mitzrites and was mighty in words and works. Barukata Yahweh, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Natan Lanu HaDavar HaEmet, Bechaye Olam Betukenu, Barukata Yahweh, Notain Habrit Hadashah. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who gave to us the word of truth and planted life everlasting in our midst. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the renewed covenant. Amen. So in just a moment, we'll be getting to our drosh on Yom Teruah, but like always, we're going to take just a short break to check on our streams, make sure everything is going good. And just reiterate, we are multi-streaming, and tonight we are streaming to YouTube, Twitch, and, uh, sorry, YouTube, Twitch, and Odyssey. I'll get it right here in a minute. All three of those. But, like we said, the best place to go is just go to GodHonestTruth.com, click on live stream, and from there you can watch the live stream without searching and stuff like that. Now, if you are watching on one of those platforms, be sure to go down below and give us a comment. Just say, hi, shalom, or what have you. Tell us what you think about Yom Teruah. Have you ever celebrated Yom Teruah before? And if you have, what was your experience? But just leave us a comment down below. And while you're down there, Make sure to also hit the like button and the subscribe button while also hitting that bell icon. That way you're notified every time that we go live or upload an on-demand video. And before you leave down there, also hit the share button and share it around with your friends, family, colleagues, or what have you. Every time you share it around, 
That's one more person that's notified about this ministry and the live stream and videos. And we really do appreciate it every time you do share it around with people you know. And once again, make sure to subscribe to us on all the social media platforms that we have a profile on. You can find all those on our website. Just go to engage and then click on connect socially. And that'll give you a link to all of our social media profiles. Go there, follow us, like us, what have you. That way you can stay in the know because when we do post updates, it always goes through the social media profiles as well as a new post on our website. So the way to stay in the know is to be a part of our social media family or be subscribed to our website updates, which you can do through the newsletter sign up. Let's go ahead and get the drosh up and going. Word of advice for any aspiring YouTubers or live presenters, don't eat Mexican before a live stream. Generally not a good idea. So like I said, tonight's drosh is gonna be all about Yom Teruah. What it is in scripture, all that good stuff. But just start out with the basics. Yom Teruah, the very name itself, Yom meaning day, a 24-hour period, or like scripture states, evening and morning, but Yom means day, whereas Teruah means blowing of trumpets or a great shouting or a loud noise, something like that. So Yom Teruah is literally the day of trumpets, right, or day of shouting. So why is it called that? We'll get to that in just a moment. We first learn about Yom Teruah from Scripture in Leviticus 23, 23-25. And Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh new moon, on the first day of the new moon, you have a rest, a remembrance of Teruah. You do no servile work, and you shall bring an offering made by fire to Yahweh. Again, we hear it in Numbers 29, 1-6. And in the seventh new moon, on the first day of the new moon, you have a set-apart gathering. You do no servile work. It is Yom Teruah. And you shall prepare an ascending offering as a sweet fragrance to Yahweh. One young bull, one ram, seven lambs a year old, perfect ones, and their grain offering. Fine flour mixed with oil. Three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths for the ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs and one male goat as a sin offering to make atonement for you besides the ascending offering with its grain offering for the new moon, the continual ascending offering with its grain offering, and their drink offerings according to their right ruling, the sweet fragrance, an offering made by fire to Yahweh. So from the very onset, you can see where the establishment of Yom Teruah is, but you also see what scripture designates as how to celebrate it. First of all, we get that Yom Teruah, the very first day of it, it's a two-day event, the very first day of it is a Shabbaton, a minor Sabbath. You do no servile work. Take off that day. Now, the other thing you see here is that there are, well, sacrifices registered, or I'm sorry, sacrifices commanded here for the Moedim of Yom Teruah. Now, in our day and age, 
the temple is no longer standing, nor is the Levitical priesthood. So the sacrifices we are unable to fulfill, but we can do the Sabbath part, right? We can take off of it. Now, what we just read here in scripture about Yom Teruah is short, sweet, to the point, establishes it, give you two things to do, how to celebrate it, but it doesn't really establish why it was put in place to begin with, right? Like with other feast days or Moedim, we kind of get a sense of why it was put into place, both what it represents from the past and also what it is, I mean, prophetically for the future. For instance, Pesach, Passover, that was to remember the exodus from Egypt when the people of Israel passed over into the wilderness and into the promised land, right? That's what it remembered. It was also foretelling of our Passover lamb, Yeshua, right? Who gave his life for our sins, atoning sacrifice on Passover. So, that's an example for Passover. There's also Shavuot, Sukkot. Sukkot was to remember their the time in the wilderness when the children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness, right? And then we also got into it last Sukkot about future possible prophetic meanings too. But here with Yom Teruah, we don't get any of that. We don't get why it was established, that scripture doesn't tell us. But we can kind of see as we go through this drosh what it may mean prophetically. Stick with us on that. However, scripture itself doesn't state directly why it was established though. Now, Yom Teruah is also known by other names. Most popularly, it's known as Rosh Hoshana, which is what a lot of the Jews call it. And that literally means head of the year, right? In Judaism, Rosh Hoshana or Yom Teruah begin is what they call the Jewish New Year. Now, we'll get into some more of that in just a moment as far as what scripture has to say about that. But that's how Judaism views it. Now, Yom Teruah is also known as Yom Hazikaron and Yom Harat Ha'alon. <clears throat> Ha'olam. There we go. Now, these names don't come from scripture. In fact, it wasn't really called Rosh Hashanah until after the Jews, the southern kingdom of Judea, came out of Babylon. So that's a Babylonian tradition, both calling it Rosh Hashanah and considering it to be the beginning of the new year. And that happens a lot with the names of the months as far as the Hebraic calendar goes. In fact, when you look in scripture, there are no names for the months of the Hebrew calendar. There are no names for the days of the week. Right? In scripture, you have first day of the week, third day of the week, sixth day of the week, and then for the seventh day of the week, that one actually has a name. That one's called Sabbath, right? Shabbat. But with the months, you don't have that. You don't have names for the months. You just have the first month, second month, fourth month, eighth month, twelfth month, so on and so forth. The naming of the months, as well as the name Rosh Hashanah, came out of Babylon. And the Jewish Talmud actually tells us this. The names of the months came up with them from Babylonia. When the Jews, the people of Judea, 
came out of Babylon, they brought some of the Babylonian customs with them, naming of the months and changing up of when the new year is supposed to be, right? This was already in place by the time of Josephus when Josephus writes about Yom Teruah. Here he says, Moses appointed Nisan as the first month for the festival, the commencement of the year for everything relating to divine worship, but for selling and buying and other ordinary affairs, he preserved the ancient order here beginning with Tishrei. Now, for those of you not familiar with the Hebraic calendar, the first month in the Hebrew calendar is well, the first month, according to Scripture, right? But the Babylonian name that Jews assigned to it was Nisan. Now, the seventh month in the Hebraic calendar is seventh month, right? That's what Scripture calls it. But Judaism calls it Tishrei. And the seventh month is when Yom Teruah happens. First day of the seventh month. Now, even after they came out of Babylon and started calling months by names instead of numbers, you get that in Scripture at that point, but you also get the numerical number of the month alongside of it, and usually first. For example, Esther 3.7. In the first new moon, that's the scriptural way of putting it, which is the new moon of Nisan, in the twelfth year of sovereign Ashawarosh, so, someone cast per, that is the lot, before Haman from day to day and from new moon to new moon until it fell in the twelfth month, a brick way of putting it, which is the new moon of Adar, which is the Babylonian name for the twelfth month. Right? But you can see here how scripture puts the scriptural designation, which is first month, twelfth month. Oh, excuse me. Then also puts the common, commonly known Babylonian name with it as well. More understood that way, I guess. But scripture always refers to the months by a numerical order, not by a name, and beginning of the year, according to scripture, is the first month, not the seventh month. For example, Exodus 12, 2. This new moon is the beginning of new moons for you. It is the first new moon of the year for you. That's talking about the first month, not the time we're in now. If you don't believe me, go back and read that section. Figure it all out. Again, equal, um, sorry. Ezekiel 41. In the twelfth, sorry, 25th year of our exile at Rosh Hashanah, on the 10th of the new moon, in the 14th year after the city was stricken, on that same day the hand of Yahweh came upon me, and he brought me there. Now hold on a minute, what's going on here? The Bible actually mentions Rosh Hashanah? Well, yes and no. It actually does say the words, or the phrase, Rosh Hashanah. But it's using it in its actual meaning, meaning head of the year. Not the seventh month. The actual head of the year, the first month. Okay? So, in Scripture, Rosh Hashanah is the first month. But in Judaism nowadays, Rosh Hashanah is a moed in the seventh month. So you see the conflict and the difference there. But yes, the word Rosh Hashanah is in Scripture, 
but it's referring to the first month, the actual head of the year, and not the seventh month. So now we've went over all this calendar stuff. We've looked at scripture where it was established. Went over some of the Babylonian influence over all this. So where does the whole trumpets thing comes in? Well, trumpets play a big part in certain instances in scripture. For instance, trumpets were used to move the camp when they were out in the wilderness. They would blow a trumpet and certain camps would move here and there and whatnot. And that was announced and directed by the blasting of a trumpet. Now you also remember when Joshua took down Jericho, that was with blasting of trumpets, right? We also see that trumpets are used, like I said, with Joshua and Jericho in war. They're also used for feast days, for new moon celebrations. And of course, new moon celebrations are the start of each of the months too. So trumpets have a big, big role in some aspects of scriptural events. But when we think of trumpets nowadays, as far as scripture goes, what do we think of? I mean, think back for a moment. I mean, if you ask me, and I didn't know anything about Yom Teruah, then I would think, you know, trumpets and stuff, that would remind me of end-time prophecy, right? And things that were coming about in the end times. Let's look at that real quick. Joel 2, 1-2 Blow a shofar in Zion, and sound an alarm in my set-apart mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the earth tremble, for the day of Yahweh is coming. For it is near, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people many and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor shall there ever be again after them, to the years of many generations. Again, this is in Joel in the Tanakh now. Talking about end days, referring to it as the day of Yahweh. And during this event, there's blowing of trumpets, blowing of shofars to announce all this. Again, our Messiah, Yeshua, says this in Matthew 24, 29 through 31. And immediately after the distress of those days, the sun shall be darkened, and the new moon, I'm sorry, and the moon shall not give its light, and the stars shall fall from the heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then the sign of the son of Adam shall appear in the heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth shall mourn, and they shall see the son of Adam coming on the clouds of the heaven with power and much esteem. And he shall send his messengers with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his chosen ones from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now trumpets play an important part in announcing end of days, making a great announcement. 1 Corinthians 15:52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Again, end time events being directed and, directed and orchestrated through the use of trumpets, shofars. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 Because the master himself shall come down from heaven with a shout, the voice of a chief messenger, and with the trumpet of Elohim, 
and the dead and Messiah shall rise first. Again, trumpets play an important role in the end times. Now, think back when we first started this drosh, we were going over the establishment of it in Scripture, and how we talked about Scripture's would oftentimes tell you why a moed or feast day was being put in place, like with Passover and with Sukkot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they didn't do that with Yom Teruah. Well, now you can see kind of a connection here between Yom Teruah, Day of Trumpets, and end time prophecies, with trumpets playing a big part in those prophecies. So. That, I'm not going to say this is gospel, but that could very well be a connection there to Yom Teruah and why Yom Teruah was put into place. Now, you'll also, I didn't put this in there, but I should have. Yom Teruah is also one of those days, one of those feasts when you don't know the exact day when it's going to start. Yom Teruah actually starts correctly or like it's supposed to at the first sign of the first new moon in the seventh month right that begins the seventh month begins yom teruah but they don't know when it's going to start it could be today or tomorrow if it time was at that time so no one knew when it would actually start now compare that with what yeshua said about end times about how the angels in heaven nor the son of god knew when the end times would come that no man knew the day or the hour but only the father this has led a lot of people to conclude that the end times will actually start on Yom Teruah that connection made also but again that doesn't come straight out of scripture that's all just speculation however it fits kind of nicely I mean there's definite connection there between the day of trumpets Trump is playing a big role in end times events. And also with Yom Teruah being the day of trumpets, not knowing when it's going to start, and also when the end times that no one knows when it's going to start either. So it's kind of neat to think about. Now, you're thinking, okay, we got all this information. We know what Yom Teruah is. We got some history. Trumpets, stuff like that. How do we celebrate it? If we're going to celebrate this, how do we celebrate it? Well, if you're going just purely scriptural, which is definitely a good thing, at least start from pure scriptural mandates. Well, then, the first day of Yom Teruah you take as a Sabbath, a Shabbaton, right? You do no servile work, as scripture says. You also blow a trumpet or a shofar, make a joyful sound, right? That is, that's just the scriptural stuff. No more needed, say, according to scripture. Now, the Jews in Judaism have other customs and traditions that they perform on Yom Teruah. Now, for instance, since Judaism considers it to be the new year, then Jews within Judaism still like to reflect on the past year, things that have happened, things they could have done better, some things they did right and want to repeat for the next year. 
So they do a lot of personal reflection. Now that's always a good thing, right? You should always be seeking to improve yourself. They also think about how they want to actually do that and improve themselves in the upcoming year to come. Even though we're actually halfway through the year, but they consider it the new year, so they think about how they can become a better person in the upcoming year. They also have, in Judaism, during Yom Teruah, what they call a Tashlik service. Now, I've actually been to a couple of these in the years past, but basically what a Tashlik service is, is you go to a moving stream, a creek, river, what have you, and you take little bits of bread and you just cast them off into the stream, right? And that's to symbolize casting off your sins, stuff like that. However, within the Messianic faith and Christian faith, we know that Yeshua took away our sins. Not some bread and water, but it's Yeshua that died on the cross for us, for our sins, and washed away our sins. But that being said, Jews within Judaism do have this Tashlik service where they toss bits of bread into a moving stream of water as symbolic of casting off their sins, right? Now, as with most Moed, Jews also have certain foods they eat during Yom Teruah, and this is actually sweet foods. Now, according to Scripture, Yom Teruah is not a feast day. So you don't have to make it a feast day if you're going just scriptural because Yom Teruah is not designated in scripture as a feast day. Now, it is a moed. And let me see if I can explain this correctly. All feast days are moedim, but not all moedim are feast days. Does that make sense? Like Passover is a feast day. There is a feast on Sukkot and many others but not with Yom Teruah. Now, does that mean you can't eat, can't have feast? No, of course not. If you want to eat and have certain foods, I don't see anything against Scripture about that. Now, once again, Scripture doesn't mandate that, but I don't see anything wrong with, you know, having certain foods on Yom Teruah. And the Jews do just this. Jews have sweet food, and this is to be a good omen for having a sweet year to come, right? That's the theme. And some of the biggest thing, or most prevalent things they have is honey and apples, right? Sweet things. Take the honey, I'm sorry, take the apples, dip it in the honey, and then eat it like that. They also have other fruits and veg. I'm sorry, wouldn't really be vegetables, but fruits, just other kinds of sweet stuff to go along with their meals. Now, like with every meal that you have around these kind of things, you're going to have a certain type of bread, right? And with the exception of Passover, the type of bread you're going to have is challah. And the way that a lot of people make challah for Yom Teruah is in a circular design, right? And sometimes they put raisins and stuff like that and sugar to make it sweet sweeten it up, have a sweet bread. Again, going back to the whole idea of having sweet foods for a sweet year to come. That's the theme of it, right? But yeah, 
main theme or the main foods is apples and honey, other sweet stuff. So, in summary, about Yon Terua. See, told you it'd be short and sweet. First of all, Yom Teruah is the day of trumpets or shouting. I mean, literally, it means day of trumpets, right? Yom Teruah comes about and happens on the first day of the seventh month of the Hebraic calendar. Scripture calls it Yom Teruah and not Rosh Hashanah. Because the first month is Rosh Hashanah head of the year, not the seventh month. And the first day of Yom Teruah is a Shabbaton, a Sabbath day or a minor Sabbath day, whichever you refer to it as, in which you do no servile work. And that's just the God honest truth. Thank you for joining us tonight. We hope that you learned something. If we happen to miss anything, then like always, be sure to go down below in the comments and let us know. That way other people can benefit from that information as well. We're going to be doing the Aaronic Benediction in just a moment. So if you have anyone there with you that you would like to have gathered around you while we do that, then go ahead and start getting them close. But while you're doing that, let's go ahead and go down below. Like I said, once again, leave us a comment. Hit that like button and subscribe button. Also ring the bell to make sure you're notified every time we go live or upload an on-demand video. And also hit that share button and share it around with your friends, family, and coworkers. Now, if you happen to miss anything tonight, or if you want to go back for your own notes and study, or to refresh your memory on something, then you can always view this live on I'm sorry, this live stream and recorded version on demand starting tomorrow morning. And the best way to find that is to go to our website, and you'll find the complete post about it, the video, and the drosh slide, so that you can go through it at your own pace. Otherwise, you can watch the on demand version through YouTube through our BitChute channel, through our Rumble channel, or through our Odyssey channel. And of course, for all those links, you can go to our website, godhonesttruth.com, and find all the links for those video platforms right there under the Engage menu. So, all that being said, with all our drosh done and taken care of, let's go ahead and do our Aaronic Benediction. Give a rikka Yahweh, for Yishma Recha. Yair Yahweh, Panave Lecha, Bihunecha. Yisaha Yahweh, Panave Lecha, Beyasim Lecha, Shalom. May Yahweh bless you and guard you. May Yahweh make his face shed light upon you, be gracious unto you. May Yahweh lift up his face unto you and give you peace. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We hope you have a great, wonderful, and restful Shabbat. We hope your upcoming week is filled with good food, good friends, good fortunes, good health, good spirits. And above all, until we see you next week, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Shabbat Shalom and Shavua Tov.
Yahweh. 